Welcome everyone to another week with your host, Mordechai Weinberger, LCSW, that's Mordechai Weinberger, Licensed Clinical Social Worker. We have over here the honor of having a very special guest, Levy Greenspan, and he permits us to actually share his real name and also a fellow therapist. But Levy's got a quite an interesting story that I think can give chizuk to everyone, especially to me when I heard some of your speech, some of your lecture that you've given. And I thought this is something... Thank you very much. Yeah, you're very welcome. So I guess, Levy, would you like to share with everyone what makes you just so special like everyone else and yet there is so much to you and so much information that you can share and help everyone okay so when i was 24 years old they found that i had a benign tumor um, below my brain near my optic nerve and after a series of operations when i was 26 i went completely blind Baruch Hashem, my tumor is gone. In fact, there's a side point. My newest surgeon, Dr. Sen from Mount Sinai Hospital, said my chance of getting back the tumor is like anyone walking the streets of New York. Wow. But it was obviously a life-changing event going blind at the age of 26. Wow. So let me just and, understand. So till 26, okay, yeah. let's say let's say till 24, you had regular sight like everyone else. Until 26. Okay. 26. Wow. Yes. Okay. And then... If I can just ask, what happened to your life after that, after you lost your sight? So, I'll tell you, it's, it's Yad Hashem, but I went blind in my last semester of law school. From so from January to July, to July, I had no time to think because I was studying for my last law school finals and the bar exam. And people, Baruch Hashem, helped me study for the, law, uh, for the law, fi- law school finals. And then the course that prepares you for the bar was sued by blind people, so they put the course onto, onto cassette tape, and, and 30 from lawyers from my neighborhood came over one per night to help me study, and Baruch Hashem, due to Yad Hashem, I passed the bar. Well, so let me just understand. I mm-hmm. was high, yeah? No, so... And, you... and after the bar exam, my brother-in-law warned me that I'm going to get depressed. And I got depressed, I'm not going to lie to you. That's so, because I went to Eretz Yisrael, I met Vagam Leobinovich, and he cheered me up a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what he said, I cannot, but he cheered me up a lot. Wow. So let's let me just get this. So you let's say there was a benign tumor and there were let's say from twenty four to twenty six while there was a lot going on in your life and yeah. some surgeries, you're still studying for law school, you're able to get through all that? <coughs> yes. Wow. And then let me understand the last semester. So you lost your sight and yes. what gave you the will and the motivation to finish the last semester? Why weren't you just thinking, well, yeah. that's it, sight's gone, and maybe yeah. that's it, there's so nothing I'll be honest to with you. Yeah. If I would have been blind in the, my beginning of law school, I'm not sure what I'd have done. But Hashem will only give you the sun you can pass. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think I went blind in my last semester of law school. So I had time, you know, two law school finals and a bar exam, it was doable, you know. Wow. That was reachable for me. So let me ask you, I'm just thinking right now, someone that I know has shown to myself, but it's an entire life change, isn't it? Losing sight? For 110% life change. Right. 110%. So, so there's loss a, of independence, everything, yes. So there's a loss of independence, and all of a yes. sudden you need to still study for the for the last couple of exams plus the bar. How did you do that? I wouldn't just understand the mind frame. I guess I just pushed and pushed myself. I can tell you for the bar exam, I think I locked myself in my house for seven weeks, except for going to Minion. I did not leave my house for seven weeks straight, just studying for the bar, except wow. for going to Minion. And Shabbos I didn't study, but other than that, yeah, I just locked myself up in my house for seven weeks straight. Mostly mm-hmm. Shabbos, Sunday. And you mentioned that people helped you out. People helped you study? Yes. yes. How one did was my sister, my sister and my two friends, two of them, David Beck and Seth Berkowitz, one I knew, one that was friendly with, and then 30 from lawyers from my neighbor came over one per night to help me study for the bar. Wow. So each night a different, or, or different people, or 30 people at one time? Uh, I think each night a different lawyer. Sometimes there were some lawyers, I guess, repeated, but over and all, a different lawyer every night. Sure. Yes. Now, what you said is it's almost like a loss of independence losing your sight. Yes. Can you explain what that means? Like, I know I called you up when we were discussing today about coming onto the program, and you mentioned that you need someone to help you go to Myrev. What What was that about? Or just give a little idea what it means, a loss of independence. For uh, uh, example, at night, for sure, I can take a, a care, let's say I want to go to Myrev. I, I don't block by Chavitz Chaim Yeshiva in Queens. Yes. So I might, I might need to take a, either someone has to take me or I'll take a cab there. A loss of independence. It's not like I, when I, I used to be able to drive. 
In fact, that's how I knew my vision was going because I was driving on the highway and I cut a guy off and I didn't see him. I realized something was wrong. So loss of independence, example, I can't just hop in a car or even take, or even you know take subways, you know, wherever I want. You know, I am trained to use a cane. I do have a cane, but it's not like when I could see. When I could see, I went all over New York City. You know, I mean, not all over. I went to Brooklyn, Manhattan. You know, yeah. You know, and right now, either like example, to get to Lakewood. I would tell, I'd either someone need to try me or I'd have to get on the Lakewood bus from Bow Park to Lakewood. But someone would have to be there to help me on the bus because I would not know where the bus stop is. Wow. So how did that go from someone that was able to see, had the freedom of being able to move around, and all of a sudden to Hasha, I mean, you lost your sight? It's an adjustment. I'm not going to lie. Loss of independence is, a, is an adjustment. Yeah. But I, I, I just tell you this: the Jewish community is incredible. I, they're just incredible. Can you share I, I with can tell me? tell you side, but just about the Ma'ariv. There's about six to eight married guys who volunteer every night to take me to Ma'ariv. Of course, my father goes to Ma'ariv, but these guys take me to Ma'ariv anywhere I want. Wow! They pick me up and take me, and they don't get paid a penny. Wow! Wow! Yeah, it's incredible. The Jewish community is incredible. Wow. Now, I guess... I tons of chesed stories with them. You right? Mm, no, along those lines, I was wondering, there's a concept that sometimes I deal with a lot of the clients, and it's, it's a theory, but I wonder if you can help us out. And this is, sometimes people think that if you're strong, you'll never ask for help, but if you're a weak person, that's the person that asks for help. Would you say that's true, or would you say the other way around, that because you're confident or you're strong enough to say, I need help, that's why you're able to go to Minion, and that's why you're able to pass law school, and I'd even like to hear more about your social work life, because that's the an entirely different life that we'll get to in a minute, but would you say asking uh, I, I for help is a strength, or asking for help is a weakness, saying, oh, I'm not good, or I'm a failure? What would you say? Uh, I would say asking for help, I don't know if it's strong or weak, but you shouldn't be embarrassed by it. Okay. I, 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 can I just tell you a story? Please. Before my first operation, that's when I could see I had all these wires attached to me. And I had to go to the bathroom, and I couldn't wipe myself. So I called a nurse in. It was a male nurse. And he saw I was hesitant, and you know what he said to me? And he gave me a lot of musa. He said to me, in everyone's lifetime, everyone's going to need help. Just because you need now, everyone's lifetime, everyone's going to need help. Don't think you're the only one who needs help. He didn't say like those words, but he, he gave me a lot of strength. You know, yes, I might need help now. But you shouldn't be embarrassed because, first of all, you're helping someone do chesed, but also you need help. Then you're not asking the guy for $10 million. You, yes. you should not even be embarrassed to ask for help. Excellent. So let's just assume... Everyone needs help, you know what? Yeah, no, no, along those lines. So we have sometimes people that are listening that sometimes might be depressed or someone might have an OCD or someone might have bipolar and they might need medication or they might need to go to a therapist. I'm saying you're a therapist as well. Would you be, yeah. would, is that the message that you would tell them? Like, don't be embarrassed. Just get the help that you need. Do what you need to do. First, first of all, I would say 110% you got to take your medicine. That, that's not even a question. 100 questions, 100, you have to take medicine. If a doctor prescribes you medicine, you have to take it. You should not be embarrassed because you need medicine. In fact, medicine only helps you. And you shouldn't be embarrassed to go to a, to go to a, a therapist, a psychologist, a psychiatrist. And and I can tell you this, I'm sure you know and I know, a lot more people go to therapists than we even know of. That's very true. You should not be embarrassed. Everyone needs help in their lifetime. That is so, so, so true. So let me ask you, after you became a lawyer, you passed yeah. you, you passed the first law school, then you studied for yeah. seven weeks to pass the bar, and you passed the bar. Yeah. Wow. Yes. What happened? What was the next step in your life? When did you become a social worker? So... Uh, 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 I have a talking computer, so a year later, I finished smicha, I did smicha at the time, because at night a tutor would come over and teach me how to use my talking computer, so during the day I finished smicha, and then I started to work as a lawyer, and I worked at a company about six, seven years, and it could be due to the recession, but a lot of us was laid off, a lot of people were laid off, in fact, they were very nice to me, I was one of the last individuals laid off, and due to the recession and being blind, it was very hard finding a job as a lawyer. So I went back to social work school. Wow. And this guy, Alan Bella, he lives in Waterbury, Connecticut, incredible tzaddik. He helped me out a lot in school. And other people helped me out. He helped me out a lot. 
Wow. So you're in social work school, a second career. And how did you find... I'm a social worker now, yeah. Yeah, I'm saying that's now your career. That's what you're doing now. Yeah. How was it like yeah. saying, were you saying, oh, how could this happen to me? And I've worked so hard and I struggled and I don't have a sight. Now, how could I, how, you know, how could Hashem do this to me? Or were you just saying, this is it, now I got to continue moving? How did you get through? I find the fact anything, I know you're going to find keeping yourself busy helps you a lot more. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 I don't know if you find it strange. I very rarely got angry at Hashem. Excellent. Maybe five times in the whole 19 years I've been blind. Hashem's my father. I can't get angry at my own father. Wow. But uh, I can't get angry at him. But um, I, I know it would, uh, do I know the reason? No. But he's doing everything for the best. Gamzula Toiva. But I know it helped me a lot. Going to, so, you know, being busy helped me a lot. And going, obviously getting another job because I needed a job. Mm-hmm. So... You went then it's to not, so, again, then for the side point, it's not healthy to be lying in bed. That's right. It's more healthy to I'm sure you will, it's more healthy to get out. No, this is what people need to hear. I'm saying we're we're doing this interview so people to hear and I, I feel that there's a lot of chizik that you can share. So you were Okay. So you're out of a job and you decide you're going for social work school and you had someone help you out doing the classwork. Yeah. How do you do the classwork? How did the internship go? So Aaron Bella helped me a lot, he did. Um, the internships, the internship programs were very, were very, you know, understood my disability. So that they, gave, they had was very nice to me. And I talked to kids and and they were and talked to individuals, and I talked it over with the supervisor. They were very nice. They were they, the internships were very incredible to me. And same with my job also. They understand, you know, my disability. It's interesting. It's interesting. When I did my first year in social work school, I did my internship in FEGS, the federal. Um, yeah. Yeah, I forgot what it stands for. So my supervisor, the one that supervised me, was also visually impaired. And he gave me a yeah, guided wow. tour through the entire facility. And he was using the cane and telling me on the right is going to be the school. <clears throat> I'm sorry, the lunchroom. And on the left is going to be the group room. And on the two doors down to the right yeah. side is going... And he was assistant director. And he gave me an entire walkthrough of the entire building. Each time was... And he just had it all memorized... And at any time was able to know, and if people were down walking down the halls, he was able to call them by their name just by recognizing their voices. So yeah, so I can tell you. Yeah, I can tell you this. My senses increased a lot. I know about 150 phone numbers by heart. But I work in a yeshiva fast motion Queens, so I use, I have a cane. I use a cane here and there, but I can't use a cane in the hallway because with kids walking down. But your senses increase. I know where the bathroom is. I know where the principal's office is. I know where my my office is. Wow! I'm telling you, you you make yourself certain signs. The blind, you know, I've made certain signs for myself, and I picked it up that this means this means the bathroom, this means the principal's office, this means my office, you know. Wow! And all my senses increase. My hearing, my smell, everything's increased tremendously. My senses. Wow! So what? I'm would... gonna tell you something incredible. I give people directions when they drive how to go: make a right, make a left. Really? So you could be in the back yeah. seat and tell someone, "No, you could be making a right or a left coming up." Yeah. I tell, I joke me tell when I'm the BGPS blind man GPS. Uh-huh. <laughs> wow. That is interesting. I had a relative that had a yeah. certain personal issue and wouldn't open up and it 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 caused him it affected him a lot. And then I heard that when he went to a therapist that was actually visually impaired, he was able to yeah. open up to the person cuz he felt that this is the first person that didn't judge him. They just didn't look at him and say, oh, because you look like this or because you dress like this, that's who you are. And it gave him the opportunity just to be who he is. I wonder, do you find that as a therapist? What do you what do you find something unique about yourself that as that helps in the therapy field? So I I can't see their faces, obviously, but what I I do find is I can tell very much by the voices, whether they're happy or sad or worried. I pick up a lot. And I also pick up, because obviously my memories increase, I also pick up what they say, what they don't say. I pick up very quickly, being that I'm blind. So you could sort of tell them, I can sense there's something going on that you're not telling me, what is it? I don't say that, or why do you say this, yeah. But I can also pick up the way they talk. Because someone's happy talks in a different tone than someone's saying, I pick it up very quickly, you know, from the way they talk, from the voice tone. Wow. I think so, yeah. Very nice. Makes sense. Yeah. Okay. 
in another question, what is something that you would say that gave you chizik to go through the situation? So when I first went blind, I used to think every night of one or two or three good things that made me blind. Sorry, not made me blind, a good thing that happened me that day. And I go, Hashem, I thank you for A. Hashem, I thank you for B. Hashem, I thank you for C. And every night I would do that. And, and, and it gave me a lot of chizuk. There's a story about Benny Friedman. He, he's a rub in the old city. And that story gave me a lot of chizuk. There was a guy, Baruch Singer. After the Holocaust, he moved to Israel. He had one son left. And the son got killed. Uh, and Baruch Singer, might, I might be making that name up, but let's call him Baruch Singer. At his own son's funeral, Baruch Singer was singing and dancing. And someone said, this is your son's Leviah. And he goes, I know, I know, but all my other children, I don't know where they're buried because the, they died in the Holocaust. At least I know where their son buried. And it taught me a lot that you have to look what you do have, not what you don't have. Wow. But if you look what you don't have, you're never going to be happy. You can be a multi-billionaire, healthy, and out, you know. I tell everyone, look at these actors and actresses. They're not happy. You can tell that's why they're trying this so-called Kabbalah, whatever that is, you know, because they're not happy. Yes. Well, you have to appreciate what you do have. Mm-hmm. And you realize what you do have, you realize you're a much more wealthier person than you realize. So what would you say, for an example, of something that kept you happy or kept you? So one thing you said is being busy. means not staying in bed. That yeah. was terrible. Uh, what else would you say gives you the sipic and the energy and the strength? My friends. Your friends. So friends is extremely yes. important. Yes. I felt friends with Mamish. I got as well. Wow. And again, when you say friends, you don't feel like they treated you like someone that is a nebuch. They treated you like a friend. means they were really your friends. Yeah. Yeah. You would find yeah. they would open up to you as well or share with you their difficulties? Some yes, some no, but that's nothing to do with blindness. But you know. Right. Yes. Some would, yes, some would no, yes. It depends on each guy, but yeah. Wow. Uh, interesting. I even it, have friends over there. A friend opened up to me a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Okay, very interesting. Would you share with me, when you were losing your sight, were you thinking that your dreams are over and let's say you, you know, sort of, you're just, you can't live a fulfilling life? Never thought of that. No, wow, I never excellent. even thought of that. Wow. No, that thought never, as far as I remember, that thought never even appeared in my mind. Interesting. What's your secret that you're not feeling, that it didn't slap you down? Not Hashem, I'm looking at it. I just want to know like, if there are some tips or some tools that I can even walk away with. That when I get down or if I'm getting overwhelmed or disappointed or sad, or sometimes I think, oh, things will never work out. What's, what's a secret that First kept... First of all, mm-hmm. my friend and I just learned to safer from Rabbi, Ali, Rabbi, Ale, Rabbi Alexander Mendelbaum. And he, he quoted, I think, what Sadek called, if there's a will, there's a way. That's first of all. You should never give up your hope. A Jew never gives up hope. Because mm-hmm. if, g- if we gave up hope, we wouldn't be around anymore, the Jewish people. That's first of all. And second of all, you got to appreciate, like I said before, appreciate what you do have. You, you re- and yes, I'm blind. And I met you, yes, I faced the challenges. But I can still talk. I can walk. I can eat. I still have friends. I can still smile. I can still laugh. Yeah. What would you say is... And, and, I, and some, sometimes it's need be, uh, you know, turn on music. You know, again, you have to ask yourself, because it's fever, but turn on music. Or get together with a friend, listen to Joe book, you know. But this, yeah. Appreciate wow. more what you do have. Yeah, focusing on what you do have. Yeah. What would you say is just simple, everyday stuff that we might forget, those of us that can see easily, that you would just want to remind us, for example, it's even going to a grocery... Like what? What would you say is some so, of the difficulties? So even just I'm not a nature man, like but appreciating nature. Look at the grass, the trees, the birds. Look at the sunshine, the moon. You realize, you know, we, when you go into a grocery shop, like you said, a uh, uh, kosher supermarket. Appreciate that you can go in, you can pick out the item, you don't need help. You know, when I I go to a store in 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 ballpark, a cops grocery on on 16th Avenue. The the guy there is very nice. He helps me out, but you know, it, it, you would like to go there yourself. I would love to go down to the aisle myself. Wow, like you would just like or, to go, or, or any store, yeah. Wow. So when you find just simple things that we can do, just go to the grocery and just take whatever item we need. You need yeah. someone to help or even, you. Even even when you pick up a safer or you start reading, think about me who can't read. Wow. With your own eyes. What do you do? How do you learn a safer? So either people learn it with me, or I do a lot of toe ta- I do toe tapes, or I speak. I speak to a lot of Gedoli soil. I'm in contact with a lot, of, like Yeruch Hamoshim or Makiel Kutler. Really, a lot of the Rosh Hashivas like in Lakewood. Like Gavelik, yeah. 
Really? And you would cool them up? I collect Labanim. Well, would you explain to us, say, what, what happens when you call a Rav? You call them, someone knows someone knows you, knows them, they give you chizuk, you speak to them. How does that work? No, I just I just speak to them all together. There are certain Rabbanim I've asked for chizuk, like the Washkar Vishy was how far we Breslau, gave me a lot of chizuk, I've asked him. My Rebbe, Rabbi Huda Parnas, obviously gives me chizuk. There's certain Rabbanim I go for chizuk. Like, well, you were commotion today, I spoke to him, yeah. Wow. Bashiva, one of the Bashivas of Lakewood. Yeah. And you spoke to him today and just got chizuk. Yeah, or well, I just spoke to him for a bracha, but yeah. And yeah, I spoke for to a him all together about all that, yeah. Yeah. Wow. What would you say you've grown or you're a stronger person because of the Nasai and because of the challenge that Hashem has given you? My emun and Hashem. My but, belief in Hashem has gotten tremendously stronger. Tell me about I that emun. I feel Hashem is carrying his hands. I you, really feel Hashem is carrying. I'll tell you a story. I had pain in my knee last couple like couple of weeks, and on the last day of Yanti, it was getting worse. And one friend said, you might need a surgery. Another friend, you have to do therapy. And I didn't want to do, you know, I didn't want to go through more therapy. So I say, Asher Yatsa. You know, obviously everyone should say, Asher Yatsa, Asher Yatsa, when you go to the bathroom. I started thinking about the words completely. If this should open, I started pointing to my knees. I won't fit Kobasa. I started pointing to my knees. My knee is completely healed. And there's no more pain when I go up the steps or go down anymore. It's gone. Wow. It's pretty much gone. Me a little bit old, pretty much gone. Wow. When I dive and I feel I'm, t- I'm talking face to face, mouth to mouth, I die to Hashem. I really feel Hashem's carrying me in his hands. I can tell you a story. Can I tell you one story? Please go ahead. So I live in Queens. So it was me and two friends. On Tan- when six years ago, when Tanis asked to fell on Thursday, that night we were going to go collect money for that knee and for the poor. So I was on the phone trying to find out which house to go to first. And I didn't realize three guys came up to us and put a gun to my head. I didn't know I was getting mugged. And I felt a hand go in my pocket and I thought a friend of mine was playing a joke, so I started fighting with the guy. But I didn't realize there was a gun by my head. He took my money and, and whatever, he took my money, took my friend's money, and took our cell phones. And he, they, that night they, they arrested them. But it ended up being three days before they killed a woman from Pakistan who refused to give up her purse. And it hit me. Because Hashem's telling the muggers, you can take his money, but you're not taking my son's life, meaning my life. Even so he's fighting with you, like the woman fought with her. They killed the woman, they didn't touch me, because Hashem's saying, he's my, one of my children. You're not touching his life. Wow. Wow. So that and they had a gun by my head. My friend, yeah. yeah. Wow, so that power of living with Muna, living with the Rabbi every step yeah. of the way. And that has yeah. only gotten stronger since oh, you had an assayan of your of losing your sight. Tremendously stronger. Wow. Interesting. How is it that you do you find yourself giving, let's say, other people chizik when they are down? Like you said, you might call some rabbanim and gedalim. Do you find that people are calling to you for chizik? There are some individuals here, and I also speak a lot. I speak at yeshiva high schools, base med, you know, I speak a lot. But yeah. I um, if people call me, I try to give them chizik. Wow, what chizik? Let's say, would you tell someone that feels that they have recently gone through a difficulty or a loss? What would you? What chizik would you tell them? What 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 loss are you talking? I would have to know the loss first before you know I tell them. Mm-hmm. If you give me an example, what loss I can. Um, let's take someone that. Someone has sent me a couple of messages today, so I'll just think of a couple of them. One of them is that their parents have just gotten divorced, and it's right after Yantiv, and it was a lot, it was very difficult going from one parent to the other parent, and each one was asking about the other one, and they're just feeling caught between the two. So I would tell them, first of all, take out a piece of paper, write Hashem, I thank you on top. First, thank you for making me a Jew, one of your children. Then I would go, that's what I did. actually, now in mind, I did this in a, in a girl's high school. Thank you, I can smell. I can talk, I can walk, I can see, and go through the whole body alone. Thank you for giving me friends. Thank you for giving me parents who even, yes, they might be divorced, but they still love you. And I would say, you have brothers and sisters? Thank you for the brothers and sisters. When you start looking, even if you list up just, you can list at least 20, 30 items alone of what I mentioned, and you realize, wow, yes, I might have my parents divorced, but I'm a very wealthy person. I have a lot to appreciate. Okay, here I'm going to share with you uh, another message that I got also yesterday and also since Yantiv, which is literally taking on the last words that you said. And the person is saying that they come from a very wealthy family. However, there's no love and there's a lot of contention between the family and they feel empty. 
and they're sort of they're actually ranting and raving against someone that has money sort of saying all you need is family just to be stable but once family is too wealthy again this is just their perception then the parents are busy with all their stuff and not giving time to the children what would you tell let's say it's a teenager like this we're saying that he i'm assuming it's a he but believes that their curse is that the family is too wealthy that the parents are too busy with themselves and not busy with with their children well, first of all, I would tell him to write that list. Second of all, I would tell him to open up a safe to and cry to Hashem. And fourth of all, I would tell him to go to each parent individual and say, Mommy, your Tati, can I spend time with you? Wow. Well, I really love you, and I want to spend time with you. And I think if you come with a full heart, real open full heart, a full heart breaks everything. You know, like they're saying, love conquers all. I think if you really came with a full heart, your parents will spend time with you. If you tell them, I love, you know... But I also tell people, you have to, and yes, the, people have challenging times, but you, as much as you can, look what you do have. You're, you're not, I'm not talking physically wealthy, yes, the person is physically, but you're wealthy emotionally, you're wealthy physically. You know, I'm not talking monetarily, I mean, you're wealthy physically. You have, look at your friends and go to one of your friends. If your parents can't do it, then go to one of your friends and use your friends as, as your parent, you know? Yes, so yeah, you and, can... And, and, and I'm sure it would tell this person, go to his Rebbe. His yeah. Rebbe would probably be his new father. Yes. Yeah. So what you're saying is there are options out there. You just got yeah. to continue looking, searching, open up, realize how much Hashem yeah. did give us and how yeah. much we do have. Yeah. And one more thing, if if his parents would give him, I'd tell him to go to a psychologist. Okay. Talk it out with a psychologist because yeah. they would give him other steps. Okay. Great. You, you, one thing, you should not be embarrassed to go to a psychologist. It's, it's like going to a regular doctor. It's very healthy. Just you go to a regular doctor to be healthy, you go to a psychologist to be healthy. Yes. So let me ask you, you're a therapist. Are you an yes. inspiration to people around you? Uh, since I heard your story several months ago, I was very inspired by you. I can't tell you. Uh, I'll be biased. I can't tell you. No, no people idea. don't tell you, you know, Levy or Levy, you're really an inspiration. I'm impressed. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think no. I don't know. I don't want to say yes or no. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, okay. I can't tell you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what do you do now? So as you mentioned to us, you mentioned to us that you're a social worker in, in a yeshiva in Queens. And yeah, what do you do? Mm-hmm. So I talk to the kids, the elementary school kids who have issues, mm-hmm. different issues they have. I just can't reveal them, but they have different issues. Of course. And when you work with them, they feel comfortable and they feel safe and they feel they can open up and they feel change is happening. Some yes, and unfortunately some do not open up. But I, I'm sure you, as a therapist, you probably have that also. All the time, all the time. You know, you know, you try to tell. You know, I'm here to help you. They don't open up. There's nothing you can do. I'm also studying for my license exam. I have a, a great tutor. She's a Gary Chassid from Santa Ana. She's phenomenal. But she said to me, it's going to be hard passing this being blind. I'm looking for. I wish I knew of a course. You know. I can get on CDs to help me study for it. I can't find any courses. Interesting. They don't have the courses on on CDs. I can't find any. But I know my friends looking. I looked already. Here. Wow. I also find. I'll tell you another thing. I find that the license for social work is not very friendly to the disabled. Interesting. When I took the bar, so the bar is usually two days. I got four days. So I had a hundred multiple choice questions on each of those two days, and then the, the essays was broken, was broken up. The license, the license there is 180 questions. All I get is an extra four hours, which if you count down, is only really an extra three hours because you have to take time, you have to take breaks. That's right. So it's about three to four minutes per question, which is not a lot for a blind person. Right. When a person is reading it to you. Interesting. So when someone reads it to you, it'll be a lot harder than when you're reading it. Yes, because you, like my tutor said, you can't see the question and the answers at the same time. That's right. So you got to remember it, and then you have to go back to hear the question yeah. again. Or you, right, you can yeah. highlight like the certain words or yeah. focusing on certain yeah. key words. Yeah, yeah. Wow, I never thought about that. And I do remember that when I took the licensing exam, it's so many questions that at a certain amount, after a certain amount of questions, like they all become a blur, because you're just yeah. going question after question, and like on, it's a computer yeah. test, so you're doing next page and then next, next, and like yeah. it just doesn't end after a while. Like after an hour, like your mind or an hour and a half of taking an exam. Like your mind is just getting mesh. Oh, wow, I never thought about yeah. it. Taking the test when you're blind is that much harder and that yeah. much longer. Yeah. If anyone would know a CD or a, real, or, or, or a tutor dealt with the disabled, I would, you know, maybe contact them. Wow. Interesting. Let me ask you another question. We've recently got a question of someone that finds themselves that's very depressed and they're almost feeling that there's no reason to live. What would you tell them? 
first I have to specify why they're depressed. It's too vague of a question. Mm-hmm. I need to know why they're depressed. Second of all, uh, I, if it's a friend of mine, let's say it's a friend of mine, I would sit down, why are you depressed? And let's say you were zeroing on the issue. I, I minimize the issue, tell them it's not as big as you claim it is, as you think it is. You know, Try to show them that the, the issue is not as big. Again, I don't know what the issue is, so I can't tell you. But the issue is not as big. And again, look at the good. Look at the good in your life. Look how much you're getting. Look how happy you are. You're alive. You're well. Wow. I, I can tell you this as a side point. I'm not minimizing September 11th. I'm not minimizing the, the individuals who died in the September 11th attack. But I went blind around Hanukkah of 1997. About three and a half years ago was September 11th. And I go, how could I complain? I'm still alive. These people would even love to be, even if it means they're blind, they would love to be alive if it means to be blind. You know, how can I complain? Wow. As much as possible, look at the good. You have a lot of good in your life. Wow. Again, it, it's just vague because I don't know what the depression's coming from. Wow. So here we just got a message from someone saying, wow, this person who is blind is amazing. I'm listening with both ears. Thanks for bringing him on. Yeah. Thank you. Yes, certainly. And I would like to you offer something which is very brave of you, that you would be open to take questions of people if yes. someone would like to ask. Yes. Or I yes. would even like, I'm very big and sometimes people offering to sometimes give us chizik. So if someone would like to ask a question and hear what Levi, what Levi has to say, we definitely are open to that. And all you have to do is we've got so many people on the line, just press star six. And it can just be, put, no, no, you don't have to. Put, These are, no, just for um, those listening. No, for those listening, you okay. can press star six. And just either ask a question if you're curious about something that is going on or just to give a little chizik. I, uh, I can use the chizik. Levi can use the chizik. Just appreciating that uh, bringing someone on and let's see what information someone can help. So again, just press star six if you'd like to ask the question or just to give a little feedback. And all you have to do is press star six. Okay, um, till we get someone... I've got an interesting question. How did your family deal with this? I wonder if you can speak for them or you want to keep it private. But So I can tell you, at least on the outside, they're strong. It could be in the inside they're crying because I'm not with them, but on the outside they're strong. And I actually thank Hashem they have a beautiful family, you know, because they're so strong. Yes. I'm sure on the inside they're crying because they, everyone's a human being. You know, we're all humans. In fact, when I spoke to Boshkova, Breza, he said to me, because when I told him once I was depressed, he goes, Levi, you're not supposed to be a malach, you're not supposed to be an angel, you're a human being. It's, understand if you get, it's understandable if you get depressed. And I think everyone agrees with that. But on the outside, at least my parents are strong, I, I, and my family's strong. I can't tell you on the inside, but on the, on the outside, they're very strong people. Yes, you've mentioned that you've had your sister help you studying. Yes. Wow, excellent. That is very nice. That is very powerful. Um, I guess along those... I just those... want to put aside... I just sure. Want to say, I'd like to put... You, any individual wants to ask a question, you can ask me anything. Do not be embarrassed. I speak all a lot, a lot. So you can ask me any question on your mind. Please do not be embarrassed. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we yeah. don't have anyone yet in the queue. So if you'd like, just press star six, those that are asking. The number is 720-820-1547, 720 one five four seven and press star six to ask your question so we can see that you're asking a question and and Levi just I understand for those that um, that aren't asking it it you know we've got a lot of people listening I can see that we've got now you know a couple of hundred people on so we can see that yeah. number but uh, it's understandable if someone is feeling a little uncomfortable asking like you said, you're comfortable, but I guess others are not comfortable can I asking. Just tell, can I tell a funny story that might that might help them break the ice? Mm-hmm. I was once in mostly music in ballpark. You know, they sell Alvin Freed, Yaakov Shreki CDs. Sure. So I thought a little I thought a little Hasish boy came in. So I started tapping on his head. I don't know why I started doing that. But then I was hitting a 93-year-old woman on the head. Oh. <laughs> so you actually thought that you were tapping a kid, and meanwhile it was... Yeah. A 93-year-old woman. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell one more funny story. Then I was in Chicago about three years ago for a good friend of mine's wedding, Yoni Dabba's wedding, and my friend and I stayed for Shabbos. Mm-hmm. And I go into the shul. I got separated from my friend and started davening. Suddenly, he has something in the middle of the I go, pss, pss. I go, the guy, please, I, I appreciate it, but I'm trying to daven. The guy didn't stop, so I left that part. She went to a different part. 
After Davni said to me, Levi, you were in, you were in the women's section. There were two women in there. I was trying to get you out of there. Oh, <laughs> so wow. Uh, I find I find mm-hmm. another thing. I just have to. It's another point that helps me get over any depression. Laugh about it. It makes also people when you joke when you're with them and you joke about it. It makes them much more at ease. You know, I would even want to discuss this a minute. Literally, these two stories. I've got sometimes clients, and again, not referring to anyone in particular, but let's say they're afraid to do different tasks because people might laugh at them or they might do something funny. Here are two stories that people would have been mortified. Imagine someone that they're in shul and there's somewhere enough, like someone's going up, and meanwhile, they're thinking that like, oh, people are telling them to be quiet or whatever. And meanwhile, what's really happening is somehow you ended up and there's this nashim and there are two women yeah. there and your friend was trying to get you out of there. How do you deal with it? I don't know. I just laugh at it. I think it's just funny. You just laugh at it. Excellent. What yeah, would... you, you, mm-hmm. I, I tell you this. I, I think you agree with this. In the point of rule, I think you agree in psychology. You can't be too hard on yourself. It's not healthy. Because if you're too hard on yourself, you're never going to even get out of bed. You're going to be petrified to leave your house. That's right. You know, you have to realize that, you know, there's kind of... There's no tzaddik that doesn't sin, you know. Everyone makes mistakes. There's don't be hard on yourself that you made a mistake. I'm not saying to do it in a video, but everyone makes mistakes. Don't be hard on yourself. So what you... Don't, you know, everyone, you're all, we're, all, we're all human beings. We're just humans. That's what Shem created us like. Wow. Wow. Would you say that that is probably one of the, your greatest strengths or secrets that you have that I'm speaking to you, that I'm hearing? It means you're willing to make mistakes. You're willing yeah. to fall. And if you're willing to fall, then you're willing to finish the law exam. Then you're willing to become a lawyer. And then, as you said, like you're thankful that you're from the last people to be laid off from that company, you know, single people. But still, that was you had a positive view. Then you're able to say that then you became a social worker and going through social work school. And you're appreciating that you have friends there because you're always moving. You're always keep on, on going. And you're not, you're not focusing and you're not afraid to make mistakes. Like you're saying with a licensing exam, you're you you get you get an extra couple of hours, but you need a lot more than that, and you're still willing to take the exam. You're not saying, "Oh, I can't," or "Oh, it's too difficult," or "It's not fair that I have an impairment that I'm not able uh, to do well, like others." I'll be honest. And this the third. I, I, before I take this exam, I just want to get really prepared. I'm not gonna lie; I'm getting a little scared about it because I want to be prepared. I might take it in any case, but I want to be prepared. But I also learned you learn from your mistakes. The only way one can grow is from their mistakes. Yes. No one is perfect. I think you agree. Yeah, yes, yes. You know, even the top businessman, let's take Bill Gates, I'm sure he had mistakes, and that's how he became Bill Gates. You know, the only way to grow is to learn from your mistakes. Yes, yes, wow. And let's go ahead and try one more time. Let's see if someone would like to ask a question or any comment, just interesting question about Levy's life or something that's different. Please feel free to call up. The number is 720-820-1547. And press star 6 to ask your question. Star 6 to ask your question or a comment. We'll take them both. One more time, it's 720-820-1547. And press star 6. And it's definitely okay if you're not comfortable. If no one asks, that's also okay. We accept that as well. Actually, we do have now two people on. Let's start with the first one. Person with the last digit 9. What would be your message or your comment? Hi, first of all, thank you for your for your show. I must say I was blown away. Okay. This was really interesting and very inspiring. Wow. I just want to give a comment. I've been dealing with a blind girl that's been blind from birth. And we were always wanting to hear from a person that actually was blind later on in life, which to us seems quite harder. And from your aspect, from your point of view, it seems like life is so amazing. It's gave you so much. You're not taking it as a hurdle. Like, sometimes the blind people find that they're in a certain spot, and this is their life, and they go on that way, but they have a certain attitude. It seems like it's so positive. How do you, how do you live by it? I appreciate it. I, I find also another thing is, but I forgot left out. We say, David Melech says, Hashem When you know you're not alone in life, Hashem is with you. But like I said to to previously, 
you have to look what you do have. Yes, I'm not going to lie. There are times I do get depressed. I'm a human being, like I said. And it's nothing wrong if you get depressed. You're a human being. Don't look down on yourself if you get depressed. But the question is, do you pick yourself up? I, I find just moving on and moving on helps a lot. And even when you joke around with your friend, you don't have to joke around the blindness. You can joke around just all together. You want to go out to eat. You want to go for coffee or cake. You know, just moving on helps a lot. And look at the positive, what you do have. I don't know what you, I don't know what you have, but... I can tell you, yes, I, I can tell you before, I can't see, but I can walk, I can talk, I can move, I have ten fingers, you know. When you look at the positive, you realize, yes, I have a, dif- I have a disability, but I have a lot going for me also. I'm sure Hashem is just smiling from up there, like all of I, us listening to I, your I, inspirational speech. I'm blown ma'am, away. Ma'am, I hope that I answered your question. That's all I'm asking you. Yes, I just wanted to give my feedback. I didn't have a specific question, it was just, Interesting to hear from a person that was blind later on. It's amazing. Um, it's really amazing. Thank, you give us so much pleasure. Thank you very much. Have a great Shabbos also. You too. Yes. Thank you. Well, that is beautiful. Thank you. Thank yeah. you for that message. Thank you. We have someone else with the last digits zero. You're on with Mordechai and Levi over here. What would you like to share a question or a comment? Yeah, hi. First, I want to say I'm so impressed with this Levi. I like if he. I think like if he could get so far in life, then I for sure can. And I would like Thank to you. ask him if, if like, how can he get so connected to someone like a boy, a girl, like anyone if you can't see them? So I, I agree that 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 it could be a challenge, but but I find by talking and opening up to them, like every friendship or every relationship is a give and take. Yes, I, I can't see, but that, that, that's why they have those also relationships over phones today. By giving and taking, whether talking or, or going, like example, for my parents, you know, I go do, I do stuff with them. My mother asked to get me water, to get a water tonight for dinner, so I know my kitchen inside out, so I've got a water. Give and take in other manners, other shapes, strengthens the relationship, besides for talking to the individual, obviously, and opening up to them. Yeah, That's but I meant, I like, said. isn't it hard that you get so connected to someone and then, like, you, you don't even know how they look? I, I guess, yes, but I tell you, I'll tell you very funny, with some of my friends, I make images how they look. I don't know why my mind makes images. I'm probably totally off, but I make images. I make it, I don't know why, yeah. I sometimes, I, I, I forget sometimes that I'm blind. Not obviously, I'm not walking to a street, but when I'm talking to people, I don't focus on my blindness so much anymore. Oh. I don't, I'm not sure you're not blind, you understand it, but I, I, I just, yeah, to forget, when I'm talking to a friend, I don't even focus on my blindness. Right, you're focusing. It's amazing. It's amazing how you got so far in life. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thank I'm to, you. Good Shabbos. Yes, good Shabbos. I'm even going to read to and you. have a great Shabbos. Yeah, here's, here's just a little message. I'm gonna, just going to touch it up a little because I want to keep the information a little private. But just saying that I was having a difficult day today and I was triggered. And wow, hearing these beautiful words from Levi is an amazing person, and these words help me even better than the medication does. Such chizik to see that things are, Yer Hashem, really workable. So, Levi, you're, that's the point. Just wanted to share your positive okay. energy. Um, someone actually wants to know, are you married, and can they? are you looking for a shidduch? If we I'm can ask that question. Shidduch, yeah. I am looking for a shidduch. Yeah, I am looking for a shidduch. I can just put in the side point. Sure, he was my rabbi. Who's a Mary now? They both gave me brachas that before I get married, I'll see you again. Oh, man, but, but I, I am looking for shidduchim, yes. I'm looking okay. for shidduch. Oh, shidduch, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. in general, if anyone's listening or if anyone knows of anyone or thinking of anyone, um, yeah. that's really amazing. But, but, but can I just say one thing to me? Just, I, I tell everyone who's listening, I, I'm not going to lie, you might face challenges. I don't want to minimize people's challenges. There are people who face, I, I think the. I think this, the the host agrees. There are people who face tremendous challenges, even more than me. But as much as you can, look at the positive. Look what you do have. And, and and when you look what you do have, you look at the positive, when you realize there's a light in your life, you realize, yes, you're facing the, the challenge, but you can overcome it. You can overcome challenges, and you can put a smile on your face. Wow. wow. Don't give up hope. A Jew never gives up hope. Never. Wow. 
Wow. And again, if anyone still would like to call, would like to ask, or would like to give a little either message or question, the number is 720-820-1547. That's 720-820-1547. And what we are probably going to be going, we can go for about another 15 minutes. So let's go see if we got any questions or comments that people would like to share. Remember, just press star six once you call up 720-820-1547. And I want to thank the last callers that uh, called up and shared their comments. So again, press star six to ask your question. Here we go. Someone with the last digit one. You're on with Mordechai and Levi now. Hi. I want to say thank you to your guests for coming on. Very, very inspiring. You're welcome. And um, I just wanted to say if I could mention something about the moment that you were in. Oh, let's go ahead and share that. Sure. Yeah, um, no, it's funny because I, was, I, I usually don't buy it, and now that it was advertised, the Alina said I have to get it, and I couldn't get it in, in the few supermarkets that I checked. I wonder if you heard about it because you were busy saying that a live was uh, like, um, I remember your book you were saying was sold out. And That's everything. right, it was sold out, and we and were on the third We found it somewhere in the bottom and whatever. Like he said, he has like one or two left or whatever, like my uncle's store. He works in a store. He called my husband, whatever. It was yes. amazing. I couldn't find it. <laughs> Thank you. I'll tell you, I've received a lot of messages from people asking me where you can buy it. So just to share with everyone listening, in the Yiddish paper, they, um, I guess don't know how to say it humbly, but sort of they hosted me, they had me on the front cover, and it was really hosting the center and the different types of therapy that we do and how we, we focus on confidentiality, most importantly, the focus we work with Rub on, and we've got men therapists for the men and women therapists for the women. And just the different stuff that go on about it and now announcing it over here on the phone line and just telling people it was sold out right away that I wanted to buy a couple of copies. I just got, you know, one for the office to have like for the waiting room and one for myself. And then when I wanted to go a couple of days later just to buy a couple more copies, they were sold out. So me, myself, I was looking for a couple of copies just to save one closed. And uh, that wasn't even there. So It was unbelievable. If not, it would have gone out earlier. I didn't know it was such a... <laughs> I know. I had, and also, I wanted yes. to say to the, to the speaker, yes. to the guest, that yes. there was an article in the moment. It was an amazing article, very inspiring. A couple that they're both blind and the child, like a four-year-old son that sees. It's amazing how wow. they put down their life. So beautiful. Very wow. inspiring story also. Thank in the you moment very much. Also. Yeah, Thank beautiful you. story. Thank yes. you. Yeah. Thank I, you very much for coming on. Thank you very much. Thank, thank you for having me. Have a great Shabbos. Yes. Have a great Shabbos. A lot of us lacha. Yes. You too. Wow, that was beautiful and very nice of yeah. that message. Yes. Levi, what do you tell me? What does what is Shabbos like? Let's say when you when there comes those delicious Shabbos food. I know when I come home, I could smell my wife's cooking, or sometimes go to my in laws' house or to my mother's house and just smell over there. Like what what happens by you on a Shabbos? So I tell you one thing, Richard. I miss one thing I do miss on Shabbos is seeing the beautiful Shabbos candles. I love the I love the looking at the Shabbos candles. It's full of peace, menuchas nefesh. I miss the Shabbos candles a lot, uh, but I find Shabbos a, a moment of it, like rest, of ease. You know, where the world just stops for 25 hours. I, you know, the food. In fact, I tell you a side point. I tell you all my all my. Um, Senses increase. When I first went blind, I used to eat a little too much because my taste buds increased. Now, I'm controlling myself. I don't eat that much anymore. But it, 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 there's still nothing like Shabbos food for me. I don't know food. Everything everything is different for me in Shabbos. Wow. Everything is different. My house seems different. Everything is different for me in Shabbos. Wow. I, guess, I don't know if you want to call it the Shabbos Yisera, but everything is, seems different for me. Wow. I go away a lot for Shabbat and also. And like a couple of weeks ago, I sat by Ramatishal to his house for Shabbos. Really? A couple of weeks ago? I, I had the schuss yeah. of getting in on Purim for a couple of minutes when they opened up to get a bracha and to get in there. Yeah. Interesting. Like I, like I told you, I collect Rabbanim. Like I eat a lot by Nova Mint Square Bishlita. I, 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 I go to the Lav Gadol for meals. Yes. I wow. stay by Mrs. Lefkowitz. She's very nice in Boba. She's never there. She gives a house to my friend and I in Shabbosim. She's very, she's a big tzaddikist. Yeah. Well, and when I you go to the tzaddikim, what do you feel? You get inspired. You're feeling it. That seems. It seems you seem to mention a lot. Do you get the chizuk and emuna? What do you feel when you go into the tzaddikim? I, I became a little numb to it because I go a lot. Okay. I to say it. I got a little numb, but I, I, I can tell you. But there's a reason why you're going numb. back. What's the What's the pull? What are you feeling? Because the makom taiva. Yeah. Makom taiva. I love. I love makom taiva. You see, the house is full of taiva, full of vuchni. Like exactly. Like, like the menuchas nefesh is at ease on Shabbos. Is at ease. like the whole, all, you know, the, nothing in the world bothers them because they're all you with Shemayim. Wow, 
would you say that you can see better because or partial because you don't have the sight that we all get caught up in everything else and you're able to let's say see and and look at the menuchas anefesh and see you're almost seeing the shabbos that i wish at times i can get to feel and see I can't answer yes or no because I don't. I just don't remember how I'm meant to see. I went blind like 19 years ago, so I don't fully remember. I don't want to recall. I just. I think I. I think it's probably right. Like the gashmias, the physical items are not pulling to me. Yes. But I, I can't answer fully. Okay. I don't want to lie. We've got a couple of people on. Let's go ahead and see what a person with a last digit three. You're with Mordechai You're on with Mordechai and Levi Greenspan. Yeah. Hi. It's really amazing. Thank I'm you. like, I'm thanking Hashem, I can see. And I'm just wondering Thanks. if um, if your hearing is more stronger now that you're blind. It's tremendously stronger. Can I tell, can I tell you a story? Sure. About two to four years ago, I don't remember exactly, I, I told my parents I hear beeping in the house. It was before, I, either, I forgot which one, either Sukkot or Pesach. My, my parents checked, my father checked every fire alarm. Everything was working. Yontiv night, I was telling, I was driving my pants at the wall. I go, I go, Mom, there's a beeping in the house. Mother goes, we were in the living room. So the living room was a little farther away from the kitchen. My mother goes, let me close my eyes. And she goes, could it be dripping? She went in the kitchen, and under, you know, under every kitchen sink is a door. You have to open the door to get the chicken. She opened the door and felt the pipe. It fell apart in her hands. I heard water rolling the pipe. Wow. All wow. my senses increased. I, I could tell you one more story. About five years ago... I was home with my mother. My father went to work. I came home from Minion, and I guess I went to work a little later. And I go to my mom. At 8.30, I smell smoke. Mother goes, it's probably next to neighbor had a barbecue. Two hours later, my mother throws the garbage out and sees the other next neighbor house on fire. I probably smelled it when the fire was just starting. All my senses increased hearing it. In fact, I can tell you one more quick thing. I wake up now every morning about 4 or 5 in the morning because I hear all the birds chirping, even so my windows are closed. All my senses increased. Amazing. Yes, everything. Yes. In fact, when wow, I go to classes, so I have much. to wear, I have to wear earplugs because for me the music is louder. Yeah. Thank you very much. Have a great Shabbos. Yeah, you yes. too. Have a great Shabbos. And a you great too. night. Thank you too. And thank you, Mordechai, so much for bringing him up. Wow. That these are amazing stories, actually, to hear that your senses are so much stronger and you're aware of that much, you know, the yeah. sound and everything. I got to, I got to one more thing. Please so go I, ahead. Again, you, I, I don't when I went blind, but in my neighborhood street called 73rd Avenue. So before you get to 73rd Avenue, from 71st to 73rd, the road curves a little bit. I never noticed that when I can see. Being blind, you notice it now. I'm just saying, you pick up all these little items. I, can't, I just can't explain to you, but you pick up all these items. Someone sort of asked the question, do you find yourself more spiritual because your eyes aren't pulling you to the Gashmias? I'm guessing that's the reason. I'm guessing, but I'm definitely more spiritual. Definitely, definitely more spiritual. I'm guessing that might be the reason. I I can't tell you for sure because I'm not Hashem, but I'm guessing that's probably the reason. I definitely find myself more spiritual, more closer to Hashem than ever before in my life. Wow, I, I can tell you stories and stories where I feel Hashem, I see Hashem's carrying me in His hands. Wow, 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 that is so powerful. And what about peer pressure? Do you sometimes feel this peer pressure, like, oh, I should have been further? What's giving you that chizuk of saying this is what Hashem wants of me? Uh, because when you realize, at the end of the day, when you realize there's nothing you can do, it's all in Hashem's hand. You can try to run to Boston, let's say, but you're not going to get to Boston if Hashem doesn't want you there. I, I, I don't know. I just work. I don't. I can't. I don't know. I just feel Hashem wants me where He wants me. You know, Hashem, like example, let's take my license test. If Hashem wants me to pass the license test, I'm going to pass it. Of course, you have to study. You have to do his shtadlus. But if Hashem wants you to pass it, you're going to pass it. Hashem wants wants you to fail it. You're going to fail it. At the end of the day, when you look at life as a whole, you realize it's all from Hashem. Like, I didn't plan to go blind. You know what I'm saying? I'm not a chashom, everything's for the best. But I didn't plan to go blind. When you realize it's all from Hashem, you realize, you know, you just got to do what Hashem wants you. Hashem gave us in the Heilige Torah Kedosha. Yes. Wow. I don't know if I answered your question fully. I apologize if I didn't. No, I think that answers it very clearly. Very, very powerful. 
Wow. Okay. We've got several more people, so thank you. Let's go to a person okay. with the last digit six. You're with Mordechai and Levy Greenspan. A question or comment, anything that you would like. Hello, person. Hello? With, yes. Rabbi Greenspan, Shalom Aleichem, it's Rabbi Unger. Aleichem <laughs> Shalom, how are you? Baruch Hashem, first of all, I'm so fortunate I could talk to you. I missed you in yeshiva today. You missed me in yeshiva, yeah? Yeah. Yes, I know. I, can I tell you, I love your voice, still. <laughs> and and, and Rabbi, Rabbi Weinberg, you are so fortunate to have Rabbi Greenspan on your, sh uh, on your program. I'm teaching in, in, in Yeshiva First Motion in Queens for over 20 years. One of the greatest things that ever happened to me and my class and, and the students that I have from year to year is that I could share some time a, a few times a week with Rabbi Greenspan. Thank you, by the way. I was waiting but, for like this. But I put a comment in? You should just know Rabbi Unger is an incredible rabbi and his divi Torah incredible also. Wow. Can, can I just tell you how incredible Rebbe is? When I come into his class, because he gives me a word every week on the Parsha, or let's say on Pesach, his kids are all quiet. They give him their chavits, and that's how my uncle taught him that, so he can tell a word to me. Wow. It's Tommy the Morkar. My uncle is an incredible, incredible Rebbe. Now, Rabbi Younger, I think I, speaking to Levy, and I heard Levy once tell his story, and I walked away so inspired. But Levy's being extremely humble, a big honor of saying that he's just in yeshiva and he's just doing his little job. Can you share with us what an effect, I guess Levy also to hear that, because I'm sure there's got to have such an effect, such such an inspiration, just listening to Zemun and Betacha, the people listening. We've got now about several thousand people right now listening. And I'm getting messages about what chizik it is. And Levy is sort of playing how simple and how no, he's just doing his thing. What could you share us what it looks like on the other side in the in the yeshiva having Levy there? Sure. There's two there's two points I wanna I wanna bring up. Point number one is that usually when boys get pulled out of a classroom, especially in front of the rest of the class, whether it's to resource room or whether it's to uh, OT, whatever the list is very long, they feel bad and they have no choice, but that's the way it is today. When Rabbi Greenspan walks into the classroom or when he sends a messenger to, to call the boy that he has to spend time with, within five seconds, the boy's out of the classroom. They're so excited to go to Rabbi Greenspan. It's not a busha. It, then they don't feel bad. It's a privilege. It's part of the daily curriculum for certain boys. And the impact that Rabbi Greenspan has on these boys in particular and other boys, unofficially, is, is indescribable. It's impossible to explain and to... And I could sit on the phone now without an exaggeration, hours and hours, and tell you small stories how Rabbi Greenspan changed difficult situations by various children. It's I don't know what he does because I'm in my classroom and he has his private office over there, but he's doing something right because he changes the boys. The attitude towards class, the attitude towards yeshiva, um, the attitude towards classmates uh, by recess outside in the ball yard, it, 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 he, it's amazing. He always, tr he always finds the right thing to say to the right boy. That's one point I wanted to make. The second point I wanted to make, that Rabbi Greenspan doesn't even, probably doesn't even realize the impact he has on the Rabbeim. When he walks into my classroom to pick up a boy, he, like he mentioned before, he spends a few minutes there with me in front of the whole class. The impression he makes on me personally, that's a matan tzchoro betzidah. I should really pay the yeshiva for that also. Thank you, Rabbi Younger. Hold on. I am getting chizik. Can you share with me a, a chizik what it must be when you can see him in the hallway, when you see him speaking? What would you do? I, I'm just going to read a message that came literally 20 seconds ago. Wow, so much chizik. How far a person can get to with so much courage and amuna. I can only say wow. I'm getting these messages the entire time, Levi. But Rabbi, Wait, can I tell you, Rabbi Younger gives me a lot of chizik. Uh -huh. I can tell you, right, Unger's Amun and Hashem and his Avdus Hashem is tremendous. Besides his beautiful Vodlach. 
Rabbi Unger is an incredible Rebbe and a credible Rebbe Hashem. I'm being serious. Rabbi Unger gives me an incredible Amuna. Okay. Wow. Rabbi Weinberg, this conversation wasn't pre-planned. No, I have no <laughs> idea who you are. We've never, between you, yes, you I and him. I can tell you, Rabbi Unger is a Vishnitz Chassid in Muncie, New York. He's an incredible big time. Rabbi Unger is a, a, a huge Sadiq, huge Sadiq. Rabbi Weinberg, by the way, I'm hooked on to your program uh, for the longest time already. Wow. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate Me that. Me and my wife together. But anyway, um, uh, so what I gained from Rabbi Greenspan unofficially is I have no words. And I keep on telling him. I always tell it to him that he, that he should sp- I let him spend time with my class, in, with my entire class. He, he asks them, the, the most interesting thing about Rabbi Greenspan is that he's multicolor, multicolor. In other words, he doesn't come into yeshiva in the morning just to do his job, whatever he was hired for. There's so many things on the side. For example, he could come inside. Before I give him my vote, he asked me permission if, if he could ask the boy some questions. Not always are the questions Lemude Kodesh. Sometimes he asks them questions about sports. And he gets the boys interested and the boys exciting. And then he asks them a thing about the Pasha and then something else or current events. And then he leaves. And when you asked me before about in the hallway, when, when Rabbi Greenspan walks the hallway, he almost never walks by himself because he's always accompanied by a boy or two on his side. And he's always in a happy mood. He's always smiling. And he's always so, saying something that makes the other person smile. He's so full of positive energy that that even by looking at him, you become positive. That's my thoughts. I'm speaking to him. We're getting messages the entire time. The the emunah betachan, the strength that he has, I'm inspired. It's almost like whatever difficulties that I've gone through, and today is like pretty much after Yantiv, and there's a lot that's on my plate that was going on today. And speaking to you, I'm thinking, wow. It is just Thank so you. easy. Hashem will just, whatever He's going to do, He's going to do. We need to do our best. But this extra push or this extra you know, control that things should go my way or I had expectations or if things didn't go as I wanted, it's just, it's all from Hashem. I'll tell you the truth, Rabbi Greenspan never comes to Yeshiva on Thursdays and Fridays. That's probably why he wasn't there today and yeah. probably tomorrow. And I had a machshava. As I'm speaking now to you on the phone, I'm, 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 I think I had a machshava during the day. I wish I could talk to Rabbi Greenspan today. Yeah. I didn't see him over Pesach. It was a two-week break. It's so funny. I just came home from Myra. My wife was on the phone. She told me, you have a, a Rabbi Greenspan in your yeshiva? Please get onto the phone. And ch-. I said, sure, why not? I pushed star six. I'm so happy, Rabbi Greenspan, I can talk Thank to you. you. I, I don't have to Thank wait you, till next week. Wow, this I is mean, Bashar. I, I, I mentioned to you, I love your vort. You gave me a pace for Pesach. Would you share with everyone what was the vort that Rabbi Younger shared on Pesach? I have a bunch of them. Well, the I short version. Pesach, Baruch HaMakom, Yismach Yisrael. Wow. Uh, I'll tell you one of the Yismach Yisrael, I loved it a lot. I loved all of them. But if I got it correctly, Rabbi Younger said the name of Yismach Yisrael, the Alexander Rebbe. He said, if you look at Karpas, Karpas on the whole Seder plate is the most unrefined item. You know, the egg is, is boiled, the, even the bone is made nice. The carpus comes from the mud, from the dirt. Cause Hashem, and you put it on this beautiful Seder plate, because Hashem saying to me, saying to all of us, even if you're full of dirt, even if you're full of schmutz, I love all of you. You are all my children. Wow. And I want you on my Seder plate. Wow. Beautiful. And, and I can tell you this, I almost feel that Hashem is my father, my tati. He does nothing to hurt me. He loves me. Everything he's doing is for my best. Wow. I, I, I give I give people can I give give, give an example because I it might answer I give people an example let let's say uh, all those who are married that were listening if you have a three year old boy or, or daughter who runs across the street you're going to punish them because they shouldn't be running across the street but when they get older they can say thank you for saving my life when they're younger they don't understand it same too do I know why Hashem does me no but he's doing it for my best Hashem loves us all Hashem does nothing to hurt us he loves us. Well, wow, Levy, and again, this is, I got to tell you, when you hear a word from someone and you think everything goes easy in their life, it's, it's, we, we believe it and we hear it. But when I hear it from you, someone that up until 26, you had your full 
eyesight. And then at 26, yes. lost it completely. By 27, lost it completely. And yet you still finished law school. Then you worked as a lawyer, as strong as can be. Then when you lost that job, you went to social work school, became a social worker. You work, you're in yeshiva. And it sounds like you're a walking, talking emunah and betachan just being around you. There's such power when you say it. And when I think about your Nisayan, I actually can feel the emunah and betachan. I, I, I was inspired when I heard your little drasha. I am so much more inspired now that we have you on and hearing you go so much more than just a 15-20 minute drasha, but rather speaking now for an hour. Wow. Thank you. Rabbi Younger, I think it's Mamish Basher to have you on the line that your wife is listening to tell you to call in and to have you and Levi together as a schus. I could just imagine how special the yeshiva is if we're just getting a little a little wink at some of the tzaddikim that are around there. Wow. Rabbi Younger is an incredible, incredible rabbi there. Thank you, Rabbi Younger. You're very welcome. Rabbi Greenspan, have a good night and a good Shabbos. I'll meet you next week. Great, thank you. What a pleasure and what a schos. Levi, is there any closing message that you would like to share with everyone? I tell everyone, even when you're facing challenging times, first of all, realize you're never alone. Hashem is with you every step. Hashem leave alone you are. And you have to realize, even you think you're alone, Hashem is with you. I tell everyone that you can be, uh, you can be alone in Vietnam, but if there's a Jew there, Hashem is found. You're, ne- you're never alone in life. Realize that's, that, that's always number one. So number two, look what you do have. Look at the positive. I tell everyone, in, in, in a year's life, your cup is not half full. It's full. If Hashem gave you that, it's full because you, Hashem gave you what you can handle. And third of all, need be, turn to your Rebbe, turn to your friends, turn to obviously your family members. And fourth, if need be, do not be embarrassed, but go to a psychologist, a psychiatrist, a social worker, go to a therapist. Do not be embarrassed. Like I told in the beginning, everyone needs help in some, some, some time in their lifetime. Do not be embarrassed. Wow. Levi, thank you for that. And thank you, thank you. For, for coming on. And it's, it's wow. I'm walking away inspired and so many people are walking away inspired. Levi, let me ask you, if people would like to meet you or speak to you, what do I do? I've gotten a lot of messages that people want to speak to you. I can give you my cell phone. That's the best way. I don't know. You know when I do. I don't know. You know I give you my cell phone. Great. So I, you give me permission. Should I announce it on here or should I just, uh, if someone calls up, just to give them your number then? You can say it on the air. I don't mind. Okay. So then Levy's number for someone that would like to speak to him or ask him or, if, again, he didn't ask me for this, but someone mentioned if anyone's got a shidduch for him as well, the number to call him up is 917-885-1611. 917-885-1611. And really, it's a schus and an honor to have you. Levi, again, thank you, and I greatly thank appreciate you. Thank it. Thank you, and have a good week. Yes, Merit Hashem, yes, and you too. Okay, wow. Levi, what an honor. What a schus. So I would like to thank Levi Greenspan for coming on to the program, taking some of the questions and answers, sharing with us his story Wow, what chizuk it is for me and to everyone else. Greatly, greatly, greatly appreciate it. And looking forward to Merit Hashem taking your questions and your comments.